0: Welcome to vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. Good morning, church. I'm delighted to be with you today. Talking on Psalm 90, as part of our series on the Psalms, there's such beauty and wisdom and encouragement to be found in this section of the Bible. I'm going to spend some time reflecting on Psalm 90, focusing on verse 10. I reflect on why it's powerful for me, how I think it can speak to us as a church, and why I think it's more relevant than ever at this time. I'm a lawyer. I love words. But I plan to keep this preach short and for us to spend time together in silence at the end, reflecting on Psalm 90, verse 10, using Lexio Divina, believing that God will speak to us right here and now, just as we are through it. My wife Hannah. My children, Frederick and Cicely now Elliot, have been part of this church since almost the beginning. I think we joined on week five. We love Steve and Viv and their vision for service, their desire to reach out and spread love in this community. It's been exciting to see how the church has grown and especially to see how we've opened a new site. I'm honored to be speaking today as Battersea relaunches after a year. It's been incredible to see uh, the momentum that our Battersea site has gained. We love Elias and Holly's uh, vision and leadership. I'm sending my love to all of you there. I'm sorry that I'm not with you in person, that I'm delivering this talk uh, as a video. It feels like a backwards move at a time when we're relishing being together in person more than ever relishing some of the freedoms that we're getting as things have opened up over the past week. I'm not with you because this week, uh, several members of my family have had uh, slap cheek, also called fifth disease or Bravo uh, virus. It's a virus that's common in children. It can be dangerous uh, to those who are pregnant, uh, like my wife, uh, Hannah, and I didn't want to risk spreading it to uh, um, anyone in the congregation. When it comes to navigating um, pregnancy, and we do so as a family that's experienced many miscarriages, my heart goes out to you if you know that at pain or if you're navigating a complex pregnancy at the moment. I spoke a couple of years ago on Psalm 139. That's such a powerful psalm for me that speaks of God knowing us deeply, of God knitting us together in our mother's womb, of God being with us as we go through trials and joys and tribulations. I urge you to read it and to savour it. I found life and hope and sustenance in it, especially at my lowest points. But today, I turn to Psalm 90, especially for verse 10. I heard this verse when I was 16 at the funeral of my great aunt, Sally. It was the first time a Bible verse had really stuck in my mind, I heard it as the King James Version, which says, the days of our years are three score years and 10. And if by reason of strength, they be four score years, is their strength, labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. In the NIV, it says, our days may come to 70 years or 80, if our strength endures, yet, The best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. Before I dive in, I want to give a little bit of context about this psalm. This is a fairly unique psalm being authored by Moses. We're told that it's a prayer. This is a psalm about the infinite nature of God and the finite nature of man. Verse two says, before the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Verse four says, a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night. With respect to the limited nature of human life, it says at verse five, you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They're like the new grass, Of the morning. I guess it was an appropriate verse of a psalm to have at a funeral. That funeral was a significant moment for me because it led to me attending the church where the funeral had taken place. A few months afterwards, I was baptized. It was significant for me as well in terms of my first exposure to death. It's beautiful to see the variety of people who make up Vineyard 61. But I think it's fair to say, on average, we're a church of fairly young people. When I was uh, 16, I hadn't experienced uh, anyone I loved having serious illness or dying. It shook me. My aunt's uh, death was supported by a local hospice. Some months after she died, I went to the hospice for a memorial service uh, for her. And it got me thinking about the nature of life. The fact that very often when we're just starting out uh, in our teens, maybe in our 20s, we have a sense of infinite possibilities. That the world's our oyster. There are no limitations on us that we have all the time in the world. Hearing this psalm at my aunt's uh, funeral triggered a journey for me which helped me become aware of my own mortality. I became involved in the hospice that she had died at. I began to volunteer there every Sunday afternoon. I'd go to church in the morning and in the afternoons, I'd go and spend time on the ward with the patients who were coming to the end of their lives and the families and staff members there. This Psalm is one that reminds us that all of us have a limited lifespan. 70 years or 80 if we're strong, but those years go by quickly and we fly away. For me, spending time at that uh, hospice, encountering those who are coming to the end of their lives, gave me a new sense of the value of life. One of the first patients I came across was a 19-year-old girl who was dying of cancer, just a few years older uh, than me. The experience of visiting with her seeing her facing the end of her life, caused me to begin to reflect on what mattered most, on what I would do if my time was limited. I think as we listen to this Psalm and this verse, as we're reminded that we're held in the hands of a God who loves us, of a God who's infinite, but that our time on earth moves quickly we are invited to ask ourselves, so what does it mean? What does my life mean? How do I make the most of the time that I have? At verse 12, Psalm 90 says, Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. St. Benedict put it that we should keep death daily before our eyes. And I think this is relevant to all of us, whether we're young and we've been fortunate not to um, lose people that we love, whether we have um, encountered heartache and death uh, along the way, we're in a position of facing our own death or those uh, of people close to us as I am at the moment. I don't think this is a morbid thing I think, in fact, when we realize that life is limited, we're invited to make the most of each day more fully. Maybe COVID has shown us something of how we appreciate life when we're restricted, when some of the possibilities we're used to are taken away from us. So for me, this psalm and this verse is an invitation to live each day fully, to recognize that it's a gift from God, to recognize that tomorrow isn't guaranteed to anyone, We're told in this verse that our life quickly passes and we fly away. So I think as Christians, as human beings, we're invited to ask ourselves, how do we want to spend our time? I think our mandate comes from Jesus when asked what was the greatest commandment. And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. I think the fleeting nature of life invites us to show up in love, to be quick to listen, quick to love, and slow to judge. I think it's possible that the world can steal this opportunity to love, to connect, to relate to those around us, from us there can be so many distractions so many things which call on our time so many things which can cause us to get disconnected from god and from each other one of the things that i've learned during my time in hospices and journeying with those who come to the end of their lives is how powerful it is to let go of distractions to let go of that which isn't call cool, to focus on that which truly matters which i think is to love its relationships. I think each of us is invited to understand what God's inviting us to do. To try to find a way to live slowly enough, to listen deeply enough. I think meditation can be a powerful way of doing it, or or Lexio Divina, which we'll do shortly. That we're not so busy, that our lives aren't so consumed by action, that we fail to pause ask God, what are you asking of me? How are you inviting me to use this finite time that I have? I think that we're invited to live fully, even as we journey with our own pain, our own mistakes, our own woundedness, to find a way to show up fully in the midst of it because we have this one precious life, maybe we'll have 70 years, maybe we'll have 80, perhaps more or less. Me, I've been learning that as Christians, life isn't guaranteed to be free of pain, free of challenge. I think that we've seen that together as we've weathered COVID over the past year, as we've weathered loneliness, as we've weathered fear together, as we've weathered uncertainty. But I think our invitation in the midst of all of it is to love sharp for God and for each other. I think this psalm and this verse is powerful for us as a church, because it invites us to think of ourselves as part of a a global body, look beyond ourselves as individuals to members of a wider community. Moses uh, wrote this psalm and lived about 1,300 years before Jesus. He said at that time, despite the lack of modern healthcare or understanding about um, nutrition or other factors which contribute to our life expectancy, that we could expect to live 70 or 80 years um, if we were strong enough. 3,000 and odd years later, in Britain today, the life expectancy for a woman is about 83 years compared to less than 55 for men living in countries like Nigeria or the Central African Republic. And even within Britain, there are huge variations, with the life expectancy of a man at birth um, in Glasgow being 71 compared to the national average of 78. I think that reflecting on life through the lens of life expectancy, through the fact that we're all limited, that we all have to die someday, but for some it'll be sooner than others, helps us to find opportunities to love and to reach out to those around us. A University College London study done in 2019 found that people who had lived in care in Britain were twice as likely to die prematurely as those children who had grown up with their families. NHS figures published in 2019 showed that people with severe mental illness have on average a 15 to 20 year shorter life expectancy than the general population. For homeless people in Britain, The mean age at death, according to the Office for National Statistics in 2019, was 45 for men and 43 for women. So these people aren't living their 70 years or 80 if they had the strength. You might ask, why should this matter to us? I think it matters because Viv and Steve named this church after Isaiah 61. It says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord has anointed me, proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. I think as we reflect on the different expectations that we might have about life, about how long we have, about what that life will hold, we see opportunities to reach out to each other to try to love, to try and lift others up when we see them struggling. I think this is our mandate as a church to address injustice and inequality in our society, not because we're woke or because of particular political ideas, but because of our biblical mandate to spend our lives on love. Stephen Viv said, we don't want to be the best church uh, in the community, but we want to be the best church for the community. This psalm reminds us that our lives are short and fleeting. They pass quickly by. But I think, I think our lives become rich because of love. And my hope for myself, when I look back on my life, however long or short it might be, is that I can find peace in knowing that I've tried to live with love, to practically show up uh, in the lives of those around me and the lives of strangers with love. The final verse, 17 says, may the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. That's the work of our hands as Vineyard 61. I believe that God's calling us on us now as a church to go out and spread love and life to our community. post covid this time when we've been collectively reminded as a society of our own frailty, of the fact that none of us is totally safe in a pandemic. Post-conversations around George Floyd's death and Black Lives Matter, and if God created us equal, if God knows the hairs on each of our heads, how do we work to create an anti-racist society? I believe as a church we're being invited to reach out even as a society post-Brexit we might have closed our doors or become inward looking because I believe that the world is crying out for hope now. It's crying out for those who will help us to overcome division. I believe that spending our lives in this way whether they be long or short can make them rich. I'd now like to spend a few minutes reflecting on this verse together using Lexio Divina, a way of reading the Bible that says, God can speak to us right here, right now, regardless of our circumstances, just as we are. We can do this in a group as we will now, we can do it alone, regardless of whether this is your first time in church whether this is your first time hearing about the Psalms, hearing this verse, or you've been going to church all your life, I believe that God has something for each of us right now, just as we are. If we're facing death, if we're facing grief, if we're filled with hope and expectation, and life is just starting out, and the world's our oyster. I'll read Psalm 90 verse 10 three times. And each time we'll have a moment to reflect on it silently together. The first time, think of a word or phrase from it that speaks to us and holding it in our hearts. The second time, asking God, what are you saying to me right now, right here, just as I am? And the third time, asking how we'll respond in the hours and days to come. Let's pray. God, thank you that you're infinite. Thank you that you knit us together in our mother's womb, that you hold us, that you know us, that you love us. Regardless of the stage of life that we're at, thank you that you have a plan. Help us to live our lives listening to you and help us to hear you this morning just as we are. Amen. Uh, I'll read it the first time, and in this time of shared silence, see if there's a word or phrase from this verse which speaks to you, and if it does, hold it in your heart. Our days may come to seventy years, or eighty, if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. Read it for a second time, and as we reflect, there's a chance to ask God, What are you saying to me right now, just as I am through this verse? Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. As we reflect in the passage after this final reading, there's a chance to ask, how do I respond to what I've heard in the hours and days to come? Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. As the band comes up, there's a chance to continue asking yourself, how do I respond to what I've heard today? This Psalm tells us that a degree of trouble and sorrow is inevitable for us. It may feel like you've had more than your fair share of those things uh, over the last months or that you're going through a period of trouble or sorrow now. You may be reflecting on the fact that you feel you have your whole life ahead of you and asking God what he's calling you to spend your life on. You may be coming to terms with your own mortality or, like me, come to terms with the mortality of someone that you love very much. You may want to take this time now to sit quietly, to reflect, to meditate, to pray, or... As we worship, you can come to the front. You can come to the front for, for prayer, to share what's on your heart. I leave you with this prayer found on the body of Sister Odette. She was a nun living in Algeria in the 1990s. That was a time when Christians were being persecuted and killed there on a daily basis She really lived with death before her eyes. She was assassinated and on her body when she was killed, there was this prayer. For me, I take strength from it. That as I think about my life, the fact that it's fleeting, it'll quickly pass and I'll fly away. There's an opportunity now in this moment, in the time that we have today, to remember that I'm known, that I'm loved, and to love others. And that's the an opportunity that each of us has just where we are. Live today's day. God gives it to you. It belongs to you. Live it in God. Tomorrow's day belongs to God. It doesn't belong to you. Do not impose today's worry upon tomorrow. Tomorrow belongs to God. Hand it over to him. The present moment is a frail footbridge. If you wear down with yesterday's regrets, tomorrow's anxiety, the footbridge gives way and you lose your footing. The past, God forgives it.